everybody. This is Stan Wangland, and welcome to Episode 5, talking about spirituality, something a little bit different than rational ideas. So today's topic, uh, once again, uh, just a, a, a short uh, uh, discussion uh, of one, of, hopefully, of many, is uh, talking about spirituality. What an important subject uh, today or at any point in time, because, wow, spirituality uh, really gets... Uh, a great rap from some people and other people. My goodness, they they, they think you're hallucinating, um, or uh, you know you're believing in Santa Claus, or uh, you know you should be committed, or you're not a critical thinker if you have a spiritual side to you. So there's real extremes on um, the concepts of spirituality, and I don't think it's confused uh, with religion or organized religion, and uh, you know many different things. So I hope uh, this podcast. Uh, gets you thinking about it like uh, I do every day because I'm certainly concerned with my mind I'm certainly concerned uh, with my body and health and I most assuredly am concerned with my spirit and my spirituality and I hope you are too so this should uh, once again be an interesting broadcast uh, or podcast Uh, you'll have to forgive me for not being uh, doing any podcasts the past couple of days because I've been down with the flu like many other people, just a mild case of it, but uh, enough so that I, I really couldn't uh, do this very enjoyable thing and reaching out to all of you and uh, getting your feedback and comments on things. Uh, by the way, tomorrow I'm going to be doing a, a, a podcast with a uh, uh, another podcaster, a good friend of mine, uh, Paul James Caden, who has a wonderful uh, podcast called uh, Spirit Side, and uh, we're going to be doing many things together, uh, you know, as I do with other people, and. Uh, it should be very, be very interesting, and I'll uh, give you the link for that when we're done with that. But uh, today's topic, uh, what is spirituality? My goodness, with, again, with all the things that are going on politically, socially, economically, uh, you know, it seems that the only thing that people think about uh, much of the time is money, 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 themselves, uh, some, you know, many other times their physical health, you know, lots of people are, are the worried well doing fine, but they're worried what's going to happen if I get sick, uh, or am I sick, am I not going to live forever, and uh, obviously nobody gets out of life alive, Uh, and uh, in terms of money, well, there's no shrouds with pockets on them, there's no point to that, because you're not taking anything with you, (laughs) so these other things that we talk about with uh, mind, body, and spirit, uh, they seem to have uh, uh, greater meaning at things uh, in terms of our lives being uh, set on this earth for a, a fixed period of time. And what the heck is spirituality? Uh, you know, many people have different uh, definitions of that. Uh, I don't know, in, uh, in reading a, lo- a lot of materials, we could give a textbook definition of that, but basically spirituality seems to be a broad concept with room for many perspectives. It's not really closed. Uh, in general, it seems to include a sense of connection to something bigger than ourselves. You know, uh, and it typically involves a search for meaning in life. Uh, and think of all the books and articles and shows and series and YouTube presentations on people uh, searching for meaning in life, existentialism, uh, as it were. Uh, so it, it seems to be a universal experience. Uh, not seems to be, it is. France of cavemen, you'll see one of the things that people put, or ancient cave people put on the walls were their handprints. You know, they're, they're, you know, 
seems to be that they wanted to let people know that they were here. This is my handprint. Where do I fit into the, the totality of things? So people, in terms of spirituality, may describe a spiritual experience as sacred or transcendent for them. Uh, like Edgar Mitchell, the uh, Apollo astronaut, uh, who came back and uh, started the, you know, his center for Noahism, uh, were a really deeply spiritual uh, thing. And it's Dr. Edgar Mitchell, who's, uh, or was a brilliant guy. And uh, when he was in space, wow, he certainly uh, described that as a sacred and transcendent experience that uh, certainly went beyond science. And uh, he, he got a deep sense of his personal aliveness and his interconnectedness to the universe, to the universe, and this whole sense of interconnectivity. So that's a heavy thing, but uh, lots of people feel that way on a spring day, or you're at the beach and you see the ocean, or you see the power of a storm, or some, you know some beautiful work of art, or uh, particularly with astronomy, people go to a, a you know um, an, uh, an observatory um, or a planetarium. And they get blown away because they, they're, they're looking at the expansiveness of, uh, of the universe. Some people may find that their spiritual life is in, you know, intricately linked to their association with a church, a temple, a mosque, a synagogue, some you know, religious uh, organized source. And uh, I'm sure many of you can relate to that. And, and you feel you know, that that's really part of your spirituality. Uh, if you're a Christian, uh, I'm a Christian, doesn't burn brightly, which means it's important to be around other people who share those similar ideas or want to share that similar experience, that interconnectedness. Um, other people may pray or they find comfort in a personal relationship with God or a higher power. Uh, that's another one that I can um, uh, relate to, and uh, I'll often tell people, no, I'm not delusional, I'm not crazy, I'm not seeking Santa Claus or anything else like that. But I feel in my personal life, I don't mind testifying to that or admitting to that, that, uh, no, I feel I've had personal relationship uh, with a higher power. Um, and um, it doesn't feel unusual or weird or strange. And I don't feel I'm hallucinating or making that up or it's based on wish fulfillment. But that could be the subject of another um, hundred podcast, to be sure. I'd like to hear what your thoughts are on that. Uh, other people seek meaning through their connections to nature or art. Uh, my wife is one. She's not into, for example, I'm sure many of you are out there. You're not into organized religion. You're not into a deity or any such thing. But you seem to find meaning and your connection uh, in terms of the beauty of the universe or science or art. spirituality, whether it be art or nature or a relationship with God or an organized religion, this uh, definition of spirituality, uh, you should know, may change throughout your life, adapting to your own experiences and your own relationships and, and how they affect you. Uh, one thing I will always quote to people, and I don't know if it's always true, but uh, many times it is, is there's no atheists in a foxhole. <laughs> and you'll see people in terrible times, uh, you know, trying to make deals with the deity or God or life or whatever it is, and they certainly change in a hurry when some bad news is, uh, you know, knocking at the doorstep. Uh, for me, I always like to view my spiritual life and my relationship uh, with, uh, with God as it were, as more like, uh, you know, uh, 
about John Kennedy and his famous thing, don't ask uh, what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country, and it's kind of the same thing. Uh, it's okay to, I, I, you know, to pray and ask God for things and, and my spiritual beliefs, but the majority of the time, what are you doing for God, or what are you doing for nature, or what are you doing for the things that you believe in, the spiritual things, not just so much what are they doing for you. So that's, um, I think it's a really important uh, point to make, and I hope this is making you think about spirituality, because again, it gets really knocked down when you see um, you know, television ministers and the Jim Bakers of the world, the hucksters and grifters, they're constantly hitting you up for money and, and taking things, and, and you never get beyond that nonsense and get into um, you know some of the materials that are just beautiful out there. And I can recommend three to you right now that are that are that just ones that I find are really good. One is uh, uh, by a psychologist that uh, you know you, I'm sure you're familiar with, uh, Wayne Dyer. Uh, I'm okay, you're okay, fame, and, and those kinds of things. You probably see him on PBS a million times over the years. He's passed away now, but uh, I can remember Dr. Dyer when he was uh, at St. John's University where I was uh, doing my graduate work at the time. And his first book was just coming out, I'm Okay, You're Okay. Um, and uh, he has a wonderful book and many more, but a really nice one uh, is called There's a Spiritual Solution to Every Problem. And he's also the best-selling author of a book called The Wisdom of the Ages. And, and he's got a real compendium of uh, things on spirituality and spiritual energy uh, you know kind of from a new wave as well as some orthodox things and he incorporates all kinds of religious perspectives which is really great um, so if you're you know if you if you want to reawaken your spiritual side um, this could be a really good source to that uh, another one is a real uh, one that I came upon it's a beauty and it's uh, by uh, John Michael Trout excuse me, John Michael Talbot, uh, and uh, he was a former huge uh, rock and roll performer uh, in the 70s, and uh, he kind of took off and uh, is, uh, it, you know, uh, has developed his own religious community uh, based on St. Francis, uh, and uh, it's a fascinating story, and the name of the book is The Lessons of St. Francis, and that's St. Francis of Assisi, of course, and he's the patron saint of, uh, of animals, amongst other things, and really beautiful philosophy. If you're not a Roman Catholic, if you don't believe in Christianity, man, you can pick up St. Francis and, uh, like you can uh, with you know, writers of Buddhism and Taoism and, and other religions uh, or philosophies and pick out some really great stuff as spiritual guides. And, same, and there's some just beautiful ones. The purpose of this uh, book that I'm recommending to you is because the title of the book is How to Bring Simplicity and spiritual and spirituality into your daily life. So it's a how-to book, how to kind of get out of uh, or get off the rat race, and uh, kind of take a look at what's important in life. Uh, you know, to check it out as a critical thinker to see to see what you think on things. Uh, so that's a that's another uh, really good book, and uh, again, it's it's a good one. The third one is uh, called 12 Powers in You, and it's by Dave Williamson. Uh, he's a you know, PhD uh, in theology, uh, his wife who has a degree in psychology, and uh, a medical doctor, and it's also recommended by Bernie Siegel. And it talks about the different positive spiritual powers in you and how they relate to mind, body, and spirit. And uh, that's another nice one. 
So uh, there's some interesting books uh, that you might like uh, to take a peek at. And there are a million more, and I'll recommend them. But there's there's three to start off with, or just get on the internet yourself and look for some some um, some really good sources. Uh, spiritual questions is a is a really important um, thing. You know, exploring your life's purpose. And for many, spirituality is connected to large questions about life and your personal identity. And, you know, a couple that you might want to think about uh, when you're listening to the broadcast uh, is to think about, number one, am I a good person? If you can remember on episode number two, I talked about this idea about loving yourself all the time. And I'm not saying you shouldn't like yourself or have self-respect or have love for yourself. But this narcissistic obsession with thinking everything you do is wonderful and that you have to embrace every issue in life and people have to embrace your diff- you know, uniqueness and a lot of concepts you know, may go overboard, at, at least in my spiritual values and beliefs. And uh, I'm just throwing that out to you. Uh, I, I think maybe a better or more productive way, at least for me, it may not be for you, is to look at my behavior characteristics. Uh, am I a good person? not only by the standards of society or my spiritual, you know, values and beliefs or standards or, you know, just general good standards. Am I a good person? Uh, When things go wrong, what is the meaning of my suffering? I think that spirituality is is very, very helpful to that. Uh, We've all suffered. Uh, We could all sit here and, and, you know, explain our losses. Some of us have small ones, but they're big to us. Other, others of us have very huge things that we have suffered or will suffer or are suffering right now and um, they're big to us too so it's like going to an emergency room somebody's broken their wrist and they're in terrible pain another person is having a heart attack uh, and it hurts like hell uh, which is the worst thing well to each individual person they're the center of their own universe each person thinks that they're the one suffering the most the issue here from a spiritual side is what's the meaning of my suffering? Is there a point to it? Uh, is that just nonsense? Is it just a random act? Is it just something that happened? Is it a result of just my behaviors? Is it, you know, do behaviors just have consequences? I don't believe that. And in other, um, in other podcasts, uh, we'll get a little bit more into that. But I, again, I'd like to hear from you on the message board or uh, through any, uh, an email or uh, any kind What's my connection to the world around me? This is a big spiritual question. So see the big three. Am I a good person? What's the meaning of my suffering? Things that aren't going right. What's my connection to the world around me? Is it all about me? Uh, you know, is it if I do the right things? Is it every man for himself? Uh, you know, or, or, do I, or do I have to love everybody and treat everybody better than me? Am I a whipping boy or whipping girl? Uh, do I have to turn my cheek over and over again because this is what my religion says or my spiritual code? What's my connection to the world around me? What do I owe my neighbors? What do I owe myself? Uh, what do I owe the world? What do I owe the environment? What do I owe my spiritual guide or God or my spiritual belief system? Okay, important things. Number four is, uh, you know, or the next one is, do you know, do things happen for a reason? You know, do you think that things happen to you based on karma? Do you think they happen to you based on chaos theory? Do you think they happen to you because uh, there are gods and goddesses or uh, some deity sitting up on a throne and looking down and saying, okay, this is uh, the time to do this to Stan or Billy or this is the time to do this to me? 
very uh, differing beliefs on that. Uh, and, you know, how do you rationalize those things? How do you, uh, how do you act as a critical thinker and, and, you know, put the physical world and the metaphysical world or the spiritual world into perspective with one another? Most people think that they can't coexist side by side. I disagree with that. I think that the spiritual world is part of the physical world. And, it, you know, it, or I shouldn't say part of it. So it's part of our experience as human beings in the physical world. And it's a need and it's a venue uh, that's important to human beings. But again, we'll have to discuss that more in depth later. How can I live my life in the best way possible? Boy, that's a big spiritual question. You know, are there a set of rules and you have your do's and don'ts? The Ten Commandments, the Twenty Commandments, the Fifty Commandments, the, 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 the do's and don'ts of uh, the Quran, the do's and don'ts of the Tao, the do's and don'ts, you know. Uh, you, you know, uh, are American and is it you know uh, the, the spirit of the um, uh, of the bird or a naturalistic or kind of thing that's giving you uh, an example of how to behave you know how do I live my life in the best way possible and is that important you know or should you just live your life in the way that benefits you and that's the best way possible spiritual people think about those things and it ties very much into your your mind body and spirit because your, your peace of mind, the way that you view the world, is affected by these things. And then your physical health, obviously. Okay? So those are some things that are, uh, you know, really uh, are important. Now, you have some experts, uh, you know, talk about spirituality. Uh, certain doctors, uh, for example, uh, um, I have one, uh, Christina Puchaliski from the, uh, she's the director of George Washington Institute spirituality and health, she contends that spirituality is the aspect of humanity that refers to the way individuals seek and express meaning and purpose, and the way they experience their connectedness, their connectedness to the moment, to themselves, to others, to nature, and the significant and the sacred. Other people like, um, I have quotations from different nurses, uh, write that the spiritual dimension tries to be in harmony with the universe and strives for answers about the infinite and comes into focus when a person faces emotional stress, physical illness, or death. Yeah, that's, that's really important. Think about that. I'm 68, and, and man, oh man, um, I've always thought about that, even when I was a young person. Uh, you know, I'm not going to live forever. That, does, you know, that doesn't make me happy or sad. It's just a fact of life or a fact of death, and uh, it is what it is. Some element of stress about it at times, but uh, I certainly put my spiritual dimension and always have uh, into play with that, as well as you know, understanding things from a logical, critical thinking perspective, intellectually, and, and trying to do the best that I can, uh, health-wise, for for different things. So that's another uh, definition of spirituality. Other people think uh, some people. Central nervous system or our, our spiritual brain operates. Uh, think that spirituality means any experience that is thought to bring the experiencer into contact with the divine. In other words, not just any experience that feels meaningful. So this, you know, I guess in terms of perception, uh, this means that you're you're really in contact with uh, with something of a higher power, a higher order, divine, whatever you'd like to call it. 
which I guess is the epiphany that um, Dr. Edgar Mitchell, the astronaut, seemed to have, uh, that he really felt he was in for real contact with the universe. So, man, that's heavy stuff. It's uh, important stuff. At least it is to me, and I hope it is to you. So, uh, you know, that's um, some important stuff. Spirituality uh, and emotional health uh, is really important. And um, many, uh, I, I think it was, uh, I'm blocking you for a second, but uh, it was the Mayo Clinic that just came out with some information about, uh, again, reaffirming the fact that um, having a spiritual uh, connectedness sound spiritual uh, belief systems uh, seems to be very, very helpful uh, in maintaining uh, health in human beings or improving health when somebody's seriously ill. Um, So there's a connection between two things, emotional and spiritual well-being. And they seem to overlap as other aspects of well-being. And, you know, how can we define that? We can say that spirituality is about seeking a meaningful connection something bigger than yourself and this can result in some positive emotions such as peace and awe and contentment and gratitude and acceptance emotional health as I understand it as a psychologist uh, is about cultivating a positive state of mind which can broaden your outlook to recognize and incorporate a connection to something larger than yourself and emotional health is also you know being able to uh, you know to have a state of homeostasis, the general sense is a sense of well-being as your body and behaviors uh, and your mind interact on a a minute-by-minute basis with your environment, that you're not, you know, uh, in a a position of anxiety or depression or anything uh, that's out of the ordinary unless it relates to a specific incident. That doesn't go on for long periods of time. That we're not stressing ourselves out by unnecessary worries or becoming overly sad or not being able to cope or adapt to things. And spirituality seems to be able to help in that area. Okay? So those are some some ideas, uh, again, that are connected to spirituality. So, you know, therefore we can see that emotions and spirituality are distinctly different, but they're linked That's, uh, that's a, a really, uh, really important thing uh, that you want to think about uh, with spirituality. Now, another thing, and I think I, I want to end up the podcast on that, is what kind of needs, what kind of spiritual needs do people have? You know, How do they express them? Or what, what is it that they're looking for? What are they longing for spiritually? Uh, and you probably have a think about your spirituality, some of these may sound uh, familiar to you. Uh, You know, what are the things that people hunger for spiritually? And what are some things that you hunger for in terms of your mind, body, and spirit? But this is now your spirit that you need more attention, uh, that you need to pay more attention to. And, And that's important to do a reality check. Maybe you don't have any spiritual needs and you don't want any. I would advise against that, but that's only my opinion. Uh, maybe that's not for you. Maybe that creates too much stress. You, you 
think that there's a, a, a you know that completely um, you know using your intellect and taking care of your body that's sufficient that you don't need that sign you know, and that's your right um, I think the vast majority of other people do have a spiritual hunger they long for something um, if you watch television and you see what goes on politically you but people long for leadership. They long for an honest Dave. They long for a George Washington. They long for a hero. They long for the things that they that they know are right by conventional wisdom, by uh, things that have to do with their own personal survival and their general sense of well-being. So they long for those things when they see the turmoil and the divisiveness and the anger and the, the backbiting nonsense that goes on day in and day out by parties on both sides, uh, they become very disillusioned. And I think the same thing carries over in our spiritual lives. Um, spirituality is affected by the culture that we live in, uh, by our family upbringing, uh, you know, by the experiences that we have when it relates to uh, spiritual things. And many times we get turned off, off by them because uh, the last thing that those supposed spiritual things are, are interested in is our well-being. They're interested in keeping a particular church alive or the sect alive or some belief system or whatever, and they may not be terribly really interested in, in the people that come there and their needs. So with that uh, in uh, aside, here are some spiritual, typical spiritual needs that uh, people may have. People long to, I think, experience the healing empowerment of love. Uh, it's the one thing uh, that I love about uh, Christianity when you actually uh, read it and study it. It's, uh, it's the most important thing other than honoring God in, in terms of the New Testament is to love your neighbor. And uh, the Beatitudes and all the different things of Christianity are based on that. And other religions have similar things. Loving your fellow man. And that to love is a verb. It's not a feeling. To love is a verb. It means to do loving things. Uh, the golden rule. To, to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Actually, uh, when you interpret that, I, I believe the original interpretation was to not do to others what you would not have done to you. And there's a little bit of a distinction between those two. So uh, it means uh, be good to other people. And people long for that love from others. They, they long to love themselves. And I think people long to have a sense of love from some ultimate source, whether it be a deity, whether it be um, the, you know, the spirit of the, the, the forest, uh, the universe, um, something along like that. Something, uh, the, the grand unifying uh, theme of the universe, uh, whatever, some scientific principle, knowledge, truth, justice, whatever. They, they, they want that. They want, they want to be. They want the empowerment of that love, of that unconditional positive regard uh, and caring. One of the things that Carl Rogers spoke about, and if I'm not mistaken, he studied for the ministry. So it's an interesting thing that he took that into the field of uh, psychology. The second thing is people hunger for experiencing renewing times of, uh, I guess what you could say is transcendence. To have these expansive moments beyond the immediate sensory spheres, they, they want to 
this when people get involved with serious meditation or uh, serious prayer meetings or uh, some religions or uh, movements, uh, you know, where people use uh, hallucinogenics or whatever it is and they get into a mind-expanding, transcendent experience. Uh, they want to do that. They, they want to feel that. They want to leave this plane of existence and, and head into another. I think another one is that people have vital beliefs. They long, rather, to have vital beliefs that lend meaning and hope to their lives in the midst of losses and tragedies and failures. Um, uh, I guess just as philosophy does, where I guess the famous philosopher Nietzsche said, it, who doesn't dis- those things which don't destroy us make us stronger. And, um, you know, the, um, the different things that spirituality can give us uh, in terms of belief systems when we have uh, hard things happen to us in life, failures or suffering. Okay, so spiritual needs are important in that area. People also long to have values and priorities and life commitments to things that are centered in issues of justice, fair play integrity and people want these values and, and they want they want to experience values that are loving to provide guidance in their uh, to them personally and in their in a socially responsible living I think that's why you see such um, mixed and heavyweight opinions on um, the right to life uh, the vision of you know people pro and abortion. Uh, the arguments are very powerful on both sides, depending upon uh, how what your value system is, uh, you know, in many ways. And it just doesn't have to be based on religion. It can be based on a, a whole bunch of things. People also long through spirituality to discover and develop inner wisdom. They want to experience creativity. They want to experience new ways to love themselves. People also want to develop a of oneness with other people. People feel disconnected from other folks. Uh, that is um, uh, something that's very important. They want to feel connected to the natural world and to all living things. I know that's a very important thing to me spiritually and for oh, most of my ent- entire life, even as a kid. I seriously will not even hurt a fly like a Buddhist. I will not hurt any insect. I will not hurt any living thing. I don't care what it is. As a matter of fact, if there's a fly in the house or something like that, if I can grab it with my hands and bring it outside, I will. Um, it just is really, uh, really important to me. To Life is so scarce in the universe. Uh, just not to do that. It just doesn't feel right to do that to anything, unless you have to. I mean, if you have to, you have to. But I, I'm really reticent to do that. I know I've um, used to uh, spend uh, lots of times um, in the South and swimming with the dolphins and all that kind of stuff and uh, you see people go whale watching or with animals in the wild and wow you go in those settings and uh, you get blown away uh, almost on a spiritual level I get that way around horses of all things it, it becomes actually spiritual to me it's uh, amazing or I've rescued um, I've rescued uh, little starlings uh, and they've imprinted on me and uh, it's like a free willy moment and it's it's just wild. 
that you, you develop this great love for all living things. Or I know many people who volunteer their times at shelters for dogs and other animals, and they're, they're just incredible people. They're just, man, they're just filled with just good vibes uh, because of this spiritual as well as even if they don't even realize it's spiritual, this tremendous respect, awareness, and oneness with living things. So that's a big one. I think another one, uh, and I, I think I'm going to end up here, is that one of the things that people also long for is to have spiritual resources to help heal grief, to help them uh, you know, when somebody dies, uh, when things happen to them losses. I know um, it was very, very helpful for me when my, my daughter passed away. It was very unexpected, and I certainly didn't blow that away, but as everybody else would have all kinds of, you know, reactions that are normal, but, you know, some, some of them border on the crazy uh, with those kinds of things, and I don't mean insane where people are just overwhelmed with things. I, I have to say that um, I realized that uh, nobody lives forever is still good, that my daughter's life had tremendous meaning, uh, and that even in her death, uh, there were many good things that could come about due to that, and I've acted on that and, and been successful with that, and I, I think that's a good example, and if it wasn't for my spiritual, it wasn't, certainly wasn't psychology that was helpful, although it gave, that gave me help, critical and rational thinking, it was mostly uh, a spiritual greatest help for me. It may not be for you, but it was for me, for all the reasons we've talked about. Uh, spiritual resources are really important uh, when we feel guilt, because in life you're going to do, uh, or most people will, hopefully not you, but uh, certainly me. Most people are going to do some pretty awful things to people, and uh, sometimes we know we're doing them, and sometimes we don't. Uh, I guess human beings, uh, through concept of id, ego, ego and superego, that old superego super part that, you know, creates these ideas of guilt, is there for a reason. It's so that we're just not just brutal to other people and uh, just like, a, you know, the, the, the uh, caveman idea that we just do everything on the pleasure principle, whatever we want to, want to do for us, and just the strong survive, or everybody, if we have the biggest club, everybody has to do what we do. So human beings seem to have this idea of guilt, and... Uh, It's not a good thing, and sometimes we do very bad things, and uh, there's no undoing them. And uh, spiritual resources can be very helpful with that. Maybe you were an alcoholic, and you ruined your entire family, and you know you cost your uh, children to be uh, children of a divorce, and uh, you beat up your wife or husband, or wrecked the car, or hurt somebody seriously, and did a bunch of terrible things, or committed a crime and went to jail or just were just awful to everybody and uh, created a lot of damage and uh, certainly have to take uh, responsibility for your behavior but um, what if you're a new person what if you uh, have changed what if you've made some growth and development well, a lot of people say well good for you but uh, you're still a, a dirt bag spiritual resources uh, work around that many times 
over those feelings of uh, guilt and move to a more positive place in the universe and in your life. Resentments, resentments towards others. Uh, spiritual resources can be very helpful. Uh, the sense of forgiveness, that's been one for me. Uh, when people have wronged me, I, I don't think I ever was crazy about it, but I would say, I'll go Brooklyn on you, I'll be unforgiving, I'll do this or that. Uh, I'm different with that now, and I understand with vendettas uh, and being unforgiving to people that, um, you know, it's, uh, I'll use the vendetta, the, I think the old uh, homily is, uh, if, you're, if you're going for a vendetta to kill somebody, you dig two graves, one for them and yourself with that and I find that to be pretty much true when you're angry and resentful and uh, just consumed with that kind of stuff uh, about people you wind up hurting yourself your spirit into your negative spirituality uh, influences your emotional life and your physical health and it's just not a good thing for you or anybody else and it doesn't change a damn thing uh, self-rejection when you hate yourself based on some of the things we've talked about. Sure, you have shame. Uh, those kinds of things. Spiritual resources can be very, very powerful uh, to help people make changes, accept responsibility for their behavior, truly be repentant uh, and sorry for what they've done and um, get a greater and more clear idea of how they should live their life and go on and do that and, and live a beneficial life. You know, because nobody is perfect. Our spiritual resources also help. Um, they deepen experiences that you have with other people of trust uh, and with yourself. Uh, they help other people's self-esteem and yours. And most importantly, what's in it for you? That's the whole premise of adult learning. Uh, I should have mentioned that on episode number one, but uh, I have to remind myself to do that all the time. And uh, I'll end up with that on this podcast. Um, what's in it for you? spiritual side or develop our spiritual side or use spiritual resources or meet our needs well again we experience a greater sense of trust in ourselves and other people we help other people develop their sense of self-esteem and build our self-esteem in many cases and we help provide with other people a sense of hope a sense of joy and a sense of love of life and uh, again we also help provide that for us that's one of the nice things about doing a podcast, whether five people listen to it or 105 or 5,000. Uh, if you throw it out there, if there's something good out there, it sticks to somebody, and one of you will hear this, and you'll say, that old rascal, uh, you know, he made, I didn't care from what he said about half the time, but a couple of those things in there are some pretty good ideas. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to think about those, and that gives me uh, great joy, because then I've made a little tiny bit, di- tiny, tiny bit of a difference. So have you. So with that, I'm going to say so long for now. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast on spirituality and well-being. And I will catch you all very soon. I'm going to be doing another podcast tomorrow with my good buddy Paul, Katie, as I told you. And I'll uh, hook you up with that link because it's going to be some more great stuff on the meaning of life. What's important in life? Another great topic on mind, body, and spirit. Okay, so long for now.